Hello ladies, welcome to Black Girl Matters. I am your Black Girl host, Lacey Jeter. I am super excited for this episode today because we will be talking about Black men, Black women, and dating. So sit back, relax, grab your coffee, and hopefully this episode will connect with you. Hi guys, welcome to the episode. Dating as a black woman. My experience dating as a black woman and maybe like this could be helpful for other black women who are on the market. The black dating world in itself has become this controversial topic. Just overall when it comes to black love, interracial dating, People talking about the single parent and the single, you know, statistics of how many single black women there are. And just, I just feel like there's so much out there. And then we have the new social media platforms such as TikTok and all these places where you just see a lot of mixed, also negative images and negative messages that are directed towards black women. And there's a whole conversation about the strong black woman, which I'm most likely gonna talk about tomorrow. I was actually listening to this other podcast I really love. It's Therapy for Black Girls. I highly recommend it. And in one of the episodes, she was just talking about the strong black woman and this idea of the strong black woman, how, We have black women out here who are dominating their careers, getting an education, but also taking care of their family, but also also meeting the beauty standard, meeting the standards of society and all of these different things. There's a lot of pressure on black women specifically to be perfect. And I feel like this gets really misconceived in the dating world, especially when you're talking about black men. And I'm going to be talking about black men and a lot of the gaslighting and a lot. Now, I don't want to like make it seem like I'm bashing black men, but there is this thing now where you see a lot of black men being really just aggravated with black women or projecting a lot of their insecurities onto black women or talking about how black women are masculine and just really just being very um just being negative towards black women there's mixed signals when it comes to black women because obviously you look at mainstream media and especially now a lot of the fashion a lot of the ways these women are wanting to look now are black trends replicate the features of black women right like and just i feel like there's so much influence when it comes to black women like black women influence culture and style now if you want to admit it or not and so a lot of women not even black are literally wanting to replicate the style and the looks of black women and there's actually this whole you know concept I've talked about it briefly. It's the mixed girl aesthetic or the racially ambiguous girl aesthetic where you have women who are not black who almost look black. Like the way they dress, 
the way they're they do their hair the way their skin looks the way they do their makeup the way they get their their body done if it's through surgery if it's through working out in the gym there's this aesthetic now you know and so I think there's a lot of influence with black women in style and the way we express ourselves through our clothes and our fashion and our hair and just our makeup and all these different things but at the same time, I feel like black women are not given enough credit and black women are also degraded in the dating world. Um, told and they're not good enough, told they're ugly. You have colorism, featureism. You have all these different things and there's just this strong pressure for black women to be perfect, even with beauty standards. There's this strong pressure for black women to meet a standard higher than the normal person than another type of woman if it's a woman from another race I feel like black women have to do 10 times more to be accepted and this goes all into the debate of pretty privilege and what does it mean for a black woman to have pretty privilege there's even debate saying that there's no such thing as black women having pretty privilege pretty privilege doesn't exist for a black woman is it true that a black woman can actually have pretty privilege because pretty privilege for a black woman looks different for another race woman and if you're looking at it from a eurocentric global beauty standard technically the black woman's never going to meet the beauty standard because the beauty standard globally is european features and if you're a black woman especially if you're a darker skinned black woman or a brown skinned black woman you just most likely don't meet that beauty standard 100%. So would you still be considered pretty privilege? Which all stems from slavery. And my second episode in this podcast was colorism. And, you know, I think it's very unfortunate because I feel like the younger generation, especially TikTok, and I've talked about this, Briefly, you have so much racism and so much colorism on TikTok. At one point, I remember I was on TikTok constantly. You can follow me on TikTok. I think it's like at Lacey Jeter or at Lacey Jeter 18. It's one of those nicknames. You can look it up. You know, there are so many guys and so much bashing of just black women on that app. And it's sad, like, because there's actually been studies and there's actually been statistics showing that there's a connection between mental illness suicide rates and tiktok tiktok is getting heat because of the type of content that's being shown that's causing disruption and that is affecting young people's mental health the tiktok algorithm is literally based on european beauty standard completely i completely agree with that Um, The girls who get the most views most likely have European features, white women or Asian women that have European features or lighter skin Asian women, right? Those are the women who get the most views. And it's sad to say, and I'm going to go deep into this as well. Some people are going to like look at me like, oh, this is too much TMI. Even the porn culture. When you first go on any porn site, The first thing you're going to see is nothing but white women. And porn is a huge factor when it comes to beauty standard nowadays. Because porn is so accessible to young kids in our generation now. 
versus the older generation where you, yeah, it was a little harder to get porn. Maybe, you know, you had guys or even girls sneaking in maybe their, you know, their mom or their brother's or sister's collection. And so they steal the cassette tape. They might steal the CDs that they had to order or sneak into the area and try and find the magazines like Playboy and stuff. Kids can easily get access to porn now. And I feel porn is a huge factor in how men see beauty now. When men are grown up, and it's not even just men because men are not the only ones who watch porn, but when you grow up in a generation where this stuff is so accessible, these images are so accessible, and this is not just through the lens of porn, but this even social media, where everything is just out there. You can find anything, you can Google anything. There's cons there because it's almost like these kids are being shown these images. They don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to internalize it. And so they start disrespecting women. They start objectifying women. They might start seeing women as objects. They start normalizing the beauty standards that are in pornography. They start looking at these Instagram models and these women over social media who have done tons of surgery, who probably have eating disorders or who probably work out hours in the gym every single day. These women that have done literally everything to change their appearance that normal women don't do or normal women aren't able to do. The more money you have, most likely you're going to be more beautiful because women, they can afford plastic surgery. They can afford food, like healthier food that costs more to get in shape. They can afford getting their lashes done and their nails done and getting their hair done and buying the most top brand beauty products. They can afford having the the perfect wardrobe. People don't realize money is power. So when you got money, you can become the beauty standard because you have the power and the finances to become the beauty standard. The beauty standard is literally can be purchased. What if Kylie Jenner was not rich? I just want to ask that. What if Kylie Jenner was not rich and was not a Kardashian? Would Kylie Jenner look like that? Most likely not. Because they can get surgery. Surgery is money. These women getting their face done. That's all money. Waxing. Tans. That's all money. You know how much money that is? Thousands of dollars. So... It's funny because there's this one quote. And in this one quote, they said, you, you ain't got to be beautiful to be considered a baddie. You ain't got to like physically be born perfect to be a baddie. You're not ugly. You're just broke. There's literally a quote where this girl was saying, you're not ugly. You're just broke. And I agree with that. I agree, like, and the more money you get, the more you can spend money and invest in your appearance. But normal girls, you know, who, you know, come from a household where they didn't have much money, middle-class family, or just like a normal everyday household where they're making like an average salary and they're just... I mean, it's hard to meet that beauty standard, especially as a black woman. Because number one, it takes a lot 
beauty is expensive. And so I think at times we forget that we live in a very, very patriarchal, materialistic, superficial society. And so when men start projecting this idea of what they've been shown or start having these sexual ideas of what a woman should look like, you know, I'm going to tell a story because I think this might help a few girls. But these men were more of your traditional, very kind of, they were good looking men. They were good looking men, specifically biracial. They were lighter skinned men. So you probably have a little bit of the colorism in there. I felt like at times the way these men treated me, because I'm a darker skinned, brown skinned black woman. I'm not a light skinned woman, right? And then I have short hair now. like. I have short hair. Like my hair is cut, y'all. I'm pretty much bald. <laughs> I cut my hair and I did that big chop because I was just tired. Like I wasn't good enough. And the way they were, it's almost like they were, there's a form of intimidation or disrespect there. And I really felt like it had a lot to do with colorism. Partners were, were not black. And so I think these men are, were acting like pretty boys towards me. And so because they had a pretty boy complex, they they were just snakes. They did not treat me very well. Here's the thing. I don't have to be your type. You don't have to like me. You don't have to like any black woman, but please respect black women. Respect black women. Greet black women. Say hi to black women. There's just some men, they just are very rude. One of the reasons why I had issues with this particular individual is because I had issues with his friend. But even at that, it's like you're working in a gym. You need to have respect. It don't, I don't care if I had issues with your friend or not. Your, your friend is a colorist, most likely, too. And I had issues with his friend. And so he was just being very rude. And I had to call him out and be like, and tell one of the guys who worked there, I don't know what I did to offend him, but he's not looking at me right. He's looking at me side-eyed. And he's not looking at me very nice. And I don't know what I did to him. I don't know if I offended him. In back of my mind, I'm assuming, oh, old nigga friend must have said something to him. And so he thinks he can just try and look at me a certain way, but... I know how it works. I know how these men are. I have spiritual gifts and I trust them more than anything. And I know men, I read men all the time. I know them. So as soon as I called him out, he acted like he liked me. And even though in the back of his mind, like probably don't want to deal with her ever again. It is sad because the way some of these men treat black women just makes no sense to me. Now you do have some really faithful black men out there and I'm gonna give them credit and I, I'm gonna talk briefly about my amazing experience I've had with black men. Cause I've had good and bad. I've had experiences dating men where they were just seemed to be kind of come off as a colorist. They might come off as thinking they're better, come off as intimidated, come off as, oh, black women are too this, black women are too that. You know, she needs to dumb down her light, you know. Black men just like thinking just they can talk to me any type of way. And then I've had some really sincere black men come my way. They listen to what I have to say. 
Um, they're, they're protective of me. And I think that's so important for a black woman in general to have a man or a partner, not necessarily if you're not interested in men, um, you know, have a, a woman or a man who really like praises them, really worships them, really respects them for their skin tone and really respects who they are. I'm tired of being strong. As a black woman, it's not, I hate the fact that black women are forced to be strong. I hate it because I feel for people to attract a higher partner, they need to be in their balance between masculine and feminine. And if I'm a woman, I want to embrace my divine femininity. I don't want to be masculine. I want to be with a man who respects me. I want to be with a man who understands me. That's who I want to be with. A man who understands, you know, and who is present and who allows me to rest. Is a gentleman, respectful, chivalrous. Hold the door for me. Do things for me. A guy who just really cares, you know. A guy who really cares and... It's just sad because I feel like we live in a, like I said, a generation where social media also sliding in people's DMs, texting is so big. And it's like, I feel like people have forgotten what it means to have real time in real life interactions. I almost feel like in real life interactions are, is a foreign concept nowadays. I don't act 25. Like, I just, I don't. And I'm old-fashioned. I like a dude. And I really enjoy and love when a man is just amazing in person. I hate texting. I can't stand texting. I would rather talk on the phone for hours. I can't stand it. Like, oh, you have to text good morning, good night. No, let's just, when I get off from work or when I'm done with all my things I have to do, I want to just have a long ass phone conversation or a huge FaceTime conversation. Me and my ex-boyfriend used to do Skype um, talks at night. We used to sleep together over Skype because we weren't living together. Like, I like that intimate interaction i don't like texting i hate texting i think one uh you know dudes can sound one way over text and be a totally different in person if i hear their voice and their voice is like therapy to me and i just i love the way a man talks that is a huge turn on when a guy talks really well and i love the way a man talks i is a turn on for me when I talk on the phone and I just love the way he sounds, like his voice just resonates with my heart space. And he's just so genuine. I feel it because you can feel people's energy in their tone of voice and in their tone of, in their mannerisms in person. There's a lot of things texting can't show you. Like, I just feel like in real life connection is like lacking nowadays. I don't know what it is about this generation, I think. One of the reasons why is because this generation, I guess, programmed to not talk very well or programmed to not connect with each other, you know, but in in real life conversation beats everything. And 
you know, I'm observative. I'm very observative. Now, I think one of the traits that I really appreciate in black men is I feel like one thing I love about dating black men is that we connect, we we understand each other. There's just some things as a black woman, I don't feel like explaining myself. And if I have to explain myself to the right man who's not black, I will. But I feel like black men, there's this strong sense of home there. And there's always been this part of me, I'm just like, I really wanna get with a really good black man. Even though I'm open to anybody, I don't have doors closed on anybody because me as a black woman, I want to expand my horizons. I don't want to ever close myself off to what the universe or God would give me. If my blessing is in a white man, I'll take it. If my blessing is in a biracial man, I'll take it. If my blessing is in a black man, I'll take it. I also look at things from more of a spiritual perspective. So spiritually, Things are unlimited. I don't believe in limiting myself. Um, and then there's some women, they preach against pro-black dating. They think it's a horrible idea. People want to go into the arguments of the statistics of the imbalance between black men and black women and the education rates and the socioeconomic rates, how they're not balanced, how there's not enough black men, you know, bouncing out all the educated black women, blah, blah, blah. Because there's lots of statistics. There's lots of statistics about that online. There's actually books written about that. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think it is important to get in touch with your roots. And I respect pro-black dating because I think it's encouraging healthy relationships within the black community because we need more black success which that is pretty much Dr. Umar's argument. The broken home is such a big stereotype in the black community. And so when you see pro-black, black love relationships that are extremely successful, it goes against the stereotype that, you know, there's a lot of single mothers, that there's a lot of broken homes within the black community, and that there is no success between a black woman and a black man. So I understand both perspectives. And you know, what we think we might want might not be what we want. And what we thought we didn't want might be what we need, might be what we actually truly want on a soul level and on a higher divine level. Because our ego likes to sabotage us and likes to tell us what we need when actually what we think we need is not what we need or not even what we want. Ego is also obsessed with codependency, you know, obsessed with attachment, obsessed with abandonment, obsessed with rejection, obsessed with this stuff. And I feel like it's so, if you're not a black woman who's clear and self-aware and doing the inner work and loving yourself, it's easy to just get mixed up in this narrative that is constantly spread throughout the black community when it comes to black women and, and, and black men as well. But, you know, I think as a black woman, like I said, I wanna go a little bit more into my personal dating experience. In regards to interracial dating, I've had, I don't wanna say I've had the greatest experience with it, but I've had, 50-50. I've never been in a long relationship with a guy outside of my race. I've gone on dates with guys outside my race. 
Um, I lost my virginity to a dude who was white and we had like a, a short, like kind of relationship or situationship. A lot of hollers for men of other races. A lot of men of other races are always flirting on me. Always asking for my number. Always wanting to date me. It's just, I haven't met a dude outside of my race who I've actually wanted to settle down with um, fully. And then with black men, I've had situationships with black men as well. I've been in long-term relationships with black men um, where I've been dating for like two, three-ish years. Um, I, my, you know, I've gone on dates with plenty of black men. Um, so it's just... It's just a lot, and to be honest with you, in a lot of situations, I feel like there's not much of a difference when it comes to dating with skin color. Like, I felt at times, me dating the white men, they're similar to the black men in a lot of ways. I feel like it's about energy, really, at the end of the day. I feel like it's definitely about energy. Um, So, yeah, that's a little bit of my um experience but yeah it's just been hard for me to go online and go on tiktok and just see like the negative energy consciously being spewed in the black community because of colorism featureism texturism racism um you have microaggressions constantly thrown at black women who are successful um dealing with microaggressions just it's just so much and like i said there's good black men out there who love black women but there's also some very colorist mean-spirited black men and i've unfortunately had to experience a few of them um but you know it's just sad the way like some in some of our communities we we fight each other that's sad to me really hate each other you know and i and one of the other things i felt that what the situation i went through it was like one of the black girls who went to the gym is just like why would you look sideways and have a negative energy towards a black woman at the gym when you're one of the black people who work there it's just little things like that. Like, and it's just some of these men just, I don't know. Like they just, I don't know if it's because of the household, they just have not been trained to be respectful. They've had things go to their head. And some dudes just think they look so good. Here's one thing. You can be cute as hell. You can be fine as hell. But if you have a bad attitude and you're disrespectful, that takes your looks away. Well, I'm going to a gym to get my workout in and to focus on my body. I'm not trying to flirt. Like the, the gym is the last place I'm trying to have a guy hook up with me. I'm sweaty, I look a hot ass, ratchet ass mess anyway. I'm tired, I'm breathing deep. Like I got my freaking glasses on. I'm not looking like glammed up lacy when I go to the gym. I'm just, I mean, I try and have my cute Gymshark stuff on, you know. I love me some Gymshark, y'all. One day, if Gymshark sponsor me, I'm going to be happy because they have the best leggings and tops, y'all. Like, it is comfortable. I like to have cute workout clothes. But even at that, like, I'm not going to the gym to like just have sex or to just hook up with a dude. Like I'm just not. Now, so having when I go to the gym, I tend to attract a lot of dudes talking to me 
and dudes will look at me up and down wondering what I'm doing. But I'm not going to the gym to mess with anybody. Like, don't be trying me at the gym. But yeah, y'all, I mean, other than that, I just feel like there's a lot of men out there that also struggle with problems with their mother. And the way their mother raised them or whatever happened to their mother, it really just screwed up the way they see women or they don't understand how to treat women. How we see people, that's they're, they're the first example. So how we see our mother really does dominate the way we see women in general. And I think a lot of these men have issues. And, you know, it's sad that I feel like our children and sometimes this young generation sometimes has to deal with the bullying because I think that is very hard on a woman's self-esteem, especially a young black woman going on the internet, going on TikTok, going in the dating world and hearing that she's not attractive or hearing that black men or black boys her age don't like her. That's horrifying. Like the idea of my daughter going through that just horrifies me. Don't get involved with guys who are like that. Because they don't know any better. And it's sad because us as a black community, we need to evolve. We don't need to be hurting each other. Again, we sometimes hurt ourselves. We fight each other. And that needs to end. It needs to stop. But I think black love is so important as well. I think it's important for black men to step up to the plate and embrace how much they love black women or how much they want to protect black women. You know, European beauty standards that are so harmful to our young black women and men. And just, you know, we need to watch what our kids are watching online. We need to watch our kids watching too much porn. You know, I got addicted to porn. I'm not addicted to it now, but I started watching porn when I was nine years old. Watch it, like make sure they're not watching the wrong images. Make sure we're giving our kids the right messages about love. Make sure we're showing our kids a good example of what love looks like in our own lives. As parents, we have to be accountable as well for what we are bringing in our house, the type of men or the type of women we're bringing in our house around our kids. How mom and dad are interacting with each other. How are they talking to each other? And what are the kids seeing? Because that all just really just affects the way our kids interpret dating and relationships and marriage and intimacy. And if we show them the wrong things or we're not becoming aware of our flaws and we're not becoming aware of, you know, what our dysfunction is, our kids are going to take that on and it's going to hurt them. And they're not going to know what true love looks like. And they're going to start disrespecting, you know, women and men when they get older. We need to focus on self-love. I think it's important for especially black women to learn to love themselves. Because you're going to have somebody who's going to hate on you. If you're black, if you're guaranteed to have somebody who hate on you, discriminate against you, start heat with you, most likely be colorist with you. It's just so we have to love ourselves. But other than that, yeah, so love who you love. At any day, it doesn't matter what skin color somebody is. 
love what you love when you do date black men date good black men black men who have morals what date black men who have themselves together it's not about looks at the end of the day but other than that that's my podcast y'all i'm super excited um, I'm going to be making these episodes very often. Um, again, I just wanted to briefly talk about my experience and hopefully this will connect with you guys. Um, you guys can definitely follow me on my wellness and spirituality and fitness page on Instagram is at Lacey Fitness and Wellness. I might make a page specifically for this podcast as well, um, but definitely follow me on there. Um, you can also follow me on my YouTube channel. Lacey Jeter. I'm on TikTok as well. And I have my website for any of you guys who want to book any of my services or support me. So it was a pleasure talking to y'all. Um, Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm so happy to be starting again this podcast. And like I said, you can also email me. Emails in description if you have any ideas of different topics you want me to talk about or etc. But other than that, Thank you guys for listening and I will be returning back for episode four and yeah, y'all have a good day and bye.